you guys thought you were safe. You thought you were safe from me, but no, you're never safe from bad podcasting. It's your boy Fenyo. This is the Early Prelims podcast coming at you on Wednesday because I'm very sick. I'm still sick, but but that shouldn't have stopped me because obviously I recovered from home and all that, but I did not have voice at all. And you know my voice is it's shitty as it is. And you you don't want to listen to, to that crap for like 30 minutes or whatever this last. But yeah, I'm back mid of the week. Um, I take the chance to talk about Contender Series that just happened yesterday too, I'm guessing. Uh, we talk about the last UFC event. Uh, we preview UFC in France, Paris, all that, all that kind of shit. Let's, let's just get into it. Let's begin with uh, Holloway versus Korean Zombie. So, retirement fight for Shansung Jong, the Korean Zombie. <clears throat> he fights uh, still in, not in top form, but still clearly second best guy in the world. Uh, Max Holloway. Uh, Zombie doing surprisingly good earlier. Uh, both leading and countering. He was looking decent. Uh, second round. Holloway drops him like super bad, doesn't want to follow up, uh, locks in the darts, doesn't get it, zombie, being as tough as always. Third round, and after like two, first round and a half were like close, then Holloway dropped the zombie. Zombie recovered super well after skipping the darts. Third round begins, and zombie goes insane, man. He goes fucking insane. He goes forward. He's saying, come on to Holloway, looking for the fight, uh, get some leaks in, but he gets mid with a huge overhand ride by Holloway that puts him out, uh, goes to sleep hard. And I don't know, man, it's, I respect it. Like, Zombie is one of those fighters that you can really tell he loves entertaining people. And I think he knew, like, okay, this, the, the slow fight that I'm trying to fight here, it's not going to work out, or Holloway's volume is just only going to get worse. I might just try for something big. Didn't pay off, but I don't know, man. I, I respect it a lot. A very cool moment as they play uh, Zombie on the speakers, and a lot of Korean people in the band, this, this one's in Singapore, by the way, singing out loud. A very emotional moment, great retirement, to be honest. Shansung uh, Jung, great fighter, man. He was very good. Uh, not always was a huge fan of his style, but but you gotta appreciate he was a quality fighter for a long time. He was very good. Fought for the title against uh, Jose Aldo. Yeah, pretty good fight there. A weird fight because, as we remember, like Aldo broke his foot on a check by a Korean Zombie. And then the end of the fight came as, um, I think uh, Shanson Young goes for a for a cross counter. Their their arms get all tangled up, and and he had a, a like a displaced shoulder or something. And Aldo just went to town going for the finish there. But yeah, I mean Korean Zombie is solid, man. Uh, not not long ago he put on a great performance against Danny, so uh, wishing him the best. Seems like a cool dude, to be honest. I'm not sure if he's a bigot or something, but, but he seems fine. 
co-main event was Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Uh, rematch that no one asked for. They put this shit on the co-main. I bit a lot the last week about this. And it fucking sucked, man. Uh, Anthony Smith looked like a... Like a well put together veteran in the first round. Uh, I'm, I'm quoting my, my friend Ed here. Um, and then he got hurt on the second round. Uh, Span like not able to finish him. Um, and then Anthony Smith looked like super shot. Uh, still won the third round in my opinion. Uh, the third round was close. Uh, I don't think it was a robbery. Uh, cool, good for Anthony Smith for winning this fight, man. Ryan Span should be ashamed. He he didn't get the finish and he didn't push hard on that third round, uh, mid-fight. Talking about mid-fights, Giga Chikatze had a fight with Alex Caceres. And it was like, um, I mean, good win for Giga, for Giga, but I don't know, man. It, it was not a good fight. Uh, Caceres being like funky and long, uh, threw off Giga a lot. Giga, you know, he he doesn't push hard for finishes or damage when when you're not giving him what he wants. I mean, Giga has his best fights when the other fighter like pushed him to be aggressive. And was not the case here, so they just kind of vibe for the most time. Before that, Rinya Nakamura fought Fernie Garcia. Uh, very favorable matchup for the former wrestler in Rinya Nakamura, but he still looked impressed. Uh, super athletic. The top control, very good. Uh, submission, like the finishes with the submissions could use some work, but he looks tremendous, man. Uh, he's only 8-0 right now after this fight. Uh, Freddy Garcia, uh, tough luck, man. He, I feel like he's a good fighter, but Bantamweight, you know, it's brutal. It, sometimes you don't you don't get the matchmaking you need to shine, and I think that's the case. So it's probably back to back to the regionals for him, but I, I feel like he's a solid fighter. He looked good considering the, the, the huge, like, wrestling disadvantage that he had here. Uh, then we have what... I mean, before that, we had what should have been the, the co-main event or a main event of another fight card, Erin Blanchett for Tyler Santos. A very good fight, a very high-level stuff. Erin uh, Blanchfield uh, was not accomplishing much in the first round. Tyler Santos with excellent t- takedown defense and uh, getting, getting stuff done with the striking, being the superior striker. Second round, Tyler Santos still winning, but then uh, she makes the mistake of trying to take Blanchfield down. I don't know what, uh, she went for like a sacrifice throw or something and ends up on her back. Um, I think that won uh, Blanchfield the round. Third round begins, Tyler Santos puts on a, on a lead with the striking early in the round. Blanchfield missing a lot, but having good optics because she's pushing the pace and, and getting volume. I mean, trash volume, but still volume. Then Blanchfield spends like almost the whole round like trying to take Tyler down, but Tyler is super solid defensively. And then at the very few last moments, like uh, 20 seconds or so, Blanchfield gets some good offense going. Uh, I, I thought the third was very close, could have gone either way. I'm okay with Blanchfield winning here. I think uh, Thailand probably wins a, a three-round fight if they rematch uh, because she lost the fight because of that mistake, man. Uh, five rounds, it's a different tale. I mean, people were saying like, oh, this should have been five rounds and on five rounds, Blanchfield wins, but you know, fighters pace themselves for three rounds. So if Tyler Santos decided to go hard because she only had three rounds, that's good. Like you, you cannot make those assumptions. I mean, it's safe to say Blanchfield has the better cardio, 
but I don't think it's super obvious that Tyla just get washed in fourth and fifth uh, if she fights like knowing she has to fight five rounds. Junior Tafa fucked uh, Parker Porter up. That was cool. Um, like good in in fighting and some clinch striking by Junior, so that's good. Waldo Cortez Acosta, who, who I've been trashing for being super boring, <laughs> got a cool knockout against Lucas Breschke. Breschke probably one of the worst fighters in the roster right now, but probably getting cut right now. Not having good for Cortez Acosta. I mean, he's athletic. He's he's solid, man. He's solid. He has a good jab. Uh, his problem has always been that he gets leg kicked to death in every fight. But he's alright. Uh, Garrett Arnfield, uh, Keo Toshiomi Kasama, uh, Arnfield look, looked great here. Oh, looked very solid, promising. Uh, Michelle Alexandruk and Shidi Njokwani had a very silly fight. Shidi uh, Njokwani just fell apart and you cannot like fall apart like a little bit against Olshechuk because he pushes an insane pace and uh, he has heavy hands. Uh, um, Kenan fought Rolando Bedoya. Bedoya is fun, but I said like um, he's kind of sloppy. He does. He's not very athletic. That's that's his big. Uh, he, he probably can cut to 155. He does not look in great shape at 170. Kenan, a big strong dude with decent technique as opposed to Chaos Williams because. I don't know, I feel like Chaos Williams barely knows how to fight, man. He, he just gets to this level because he's an athletic monster. Uh, very gifted, but a very bad fighter, technically. Uh, so, yeah, here Bedoya fought a guy with uh, actually put together game and Sonkin and got the unanimous decision. Billy Goff and Kinoshita had a, a solid banger. Uh, Kinoshita looked, uh, looked very solid early, but then Goff started going with the bodywork and followed him with a straight right to the body. J.J. Adrich and Aliang had a, had a fight for sure. Uh, some cool moments, and uh, Aliang shoot for the double, swamped to the back, uh, posted a gif of that, that was very cool. Adrich, you know, is solid. Uh, good ground and pound, getting the finish. And the opening fight had Su Shoi against Jarno Ahrens. This one a solid fight too. Uh, Shoy got dropped hard on second round, but I I thought he won the the first and the third like super well. So good for him getting back into the winning column. Um, I thought I said I was going to talk about contender series, and I did not. Uh, let me put on the card to remember. But yeah, we had contender series yesterday. Main event saw Carlos Pratas versus Mitch Ramirez. Uh, Pratas is cool, man. A uh, long southpaw with a laser focus straight left. Uh, some heavy kicks, especially body kicks. Uh, he plays well off the threats of his strikes. Uh, very promising. Uh, this is welterweight, by the way. So, so yeah, excited for Pratas in the UFC. He looks solid. Ramirez on his part looked good, too. I mean, uh, Pratas like shoot him up, but he was so fucking tough, man. Ramirez was very tough, and he he was all right. He was solid. Um, before that, we have Marco Tulio versus Jusri uh, Belgarowi. Belgarowi trains with Alex Pereira uh, under Glover Teixeira. Uh, he's super tall, uh, taller than Alex Pereira. This was a, a middleweight fight. And he fought Marco Tulio, who fights out of Diego Lima shooter box. 
Uh, never seen a big dude fighting out of that uh, lately. But Tulio looks solid here. This fight was a fucking mess, man. A fucking mess. But yeah, Belgarui did not get the striking going at all. Uh, I was commenting that he felt like he was trying to pull tricks on these MMA guys, like trying to, to prey on the inexperience in the striking instead of like just fighting what he fights well when he fights in kickboxing. Like Alex Pereira does, like Adesanya does. They they just do their stuff. They, they I feel like Belgarui was trying to... To just rely a lot on tricks, he looked a lot slower than Tulio. The, the takedown defense looks solid, but he gave too much openings for Tulio. Tulio fought deep for this fight, uh, dug deep for this fight, and got a, a good win. I think he did not get signed. I I put on, put off the stream before. Uh, saw people saying like, "Oh, Dan is signing less people now because he got backlash for signing everyone," and I think that's probably true. Uh, before that, we had a very good fight between Timothy Kwamba. And Matteo Bogel, uh, Kwamba looking very solid early. He's sharp, super quick, moves well on the outside. But then Bogel just kept pressing, kept kept pushing the pressure. The pressure was not great. Uh, Bogel was not trying to cut off the exits of Kwamba. Uh, he was following him well with low kicks and and hooks, but he was not doing that preemptively to keep him in place. So Bogel found his. Found his face against the cage a lot, like Kwamba was making him look silly a lot. But then the pressure got to Kwamba, Bogel won the third round. I thought the second one was very close. Uh, Bogel maybe won him with some strong leg kicks late. Uh, Bogel a lot of leg kicks, but a lot of them were not very effective in my opinion. A lot of slappy kicks, uh, not, not the placing was not ideal. You can tell like Kwamba was still moving very well, very late into the fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Kwamba did not get signed, uh, obviously, because he did not win the third round, and Dana, I don't think Dana can give you a contract if you do not win the third round. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kwamba looks solid. Uh, he's extreme couture, I think. Uh, Bogger looks solid, too. It was a, a solid scrap. Before that, we have, uh, Thomas Peterson versus Chandler Cole. Uh, Cole is... Very fat, man. Um, and he's, he moves well for being that overweight, but he does not look in shape, man. Like, I understand, like, not everyone needs to have a six-pack to, to be, like, in ideal fighting shape. Like, but, man, Cole was rough, man. Like, you should, like, you could probably train harder than you are right now. I'm not trying to... I don't care how he looks. I don't care that he's fat. But that... That probably cannot be optimal for your for your career, man. Uh, Peterson is a wrestler. Uh, he was Juco national champion. And that can be of very varying qualities. So I'm not sure how good of a wrestler he is. Uh, but he looked okay. I guess he's a good addition to the to the UFC heavyweight division that is so bronze right now. And the level is so low too. And the opener was the best fight. Yeah, Dylan Salvador, who has a very extensive kickboxing career before the, uh, the MMA, uh, most uh, most importantly has a win over City Shy, so that's very impressive. Uh, he fought Bolaji uh, Oki, and Oki won his fight on the feet and like entirely. Uh, he looked very good, very excited about Bolaji Oki. Uh, the the footwork looked very solid, especially con uh, considering that Salvador was the southpaw in this matchup. 
uh, I mean, Oki, good, man. Oki, solid. Uh, good left hook to the body, powerful kicks. He was feigning a lot. The, the footwork looked clean here. I like him. I like him. I'm pulling for, I'm rooting for Oki here. So glad that he got, uh, won the contract. And now we get into some final announcements. There's a lot of them and not many of them are good. So I'll be skipping some. Um, Josephine Knudson, who fought on Contender Series last week and did not get a contract. Uh, and I think I did not talk about the last week Contender Series. Yeah, I did not. But yeah, she, this girl fought on last week Contender Series. Did not get a contract. Uh, she looked very solid. And now she's fighting Yasmin Lucindo. So I was commenting that really Mick Maynard just tried to sign the guy that he likes, even though Dana doesn't like them. Like, he's like, okay, whatever. Let's sign her anyway. But yeah, I mean... She's thrown to the wolves here, like, Lucindo is solid. This this one should be a good fight. Uh, so, Sam Hughes was supposed to fight uh, Lupi Godinez, and Lucindo was supposed to fight Elise Reed. Though both of those fights are off. And now we have uh, Lupi Godinez versus Elise Reed. Um, this is probably la the last chance that Elise Reed gets in the UFC, and I don't think she's winning this one. Like, Lupi is solid, man. And she's a wrestler, so she's probably going to take her down. Brendan Allen will fight Paul Craig. And man, uh, um, Brendan Allen obviously masked off as a shy beater. <laughs> I mean, probably just spanking his kid. I'm, I I do not support, but but the fact that he got so defensive about it makes made him look like a fucking idiot, to be honest. Uh, too bad, because... Uh, I used to like Brendan Allen. I think he's a solid fighter. And I think he's going to beat Paul Craig here. Like, and uh, Allen is probably a better grappler. Uh, so Paul Craig will not be able to pull off his, like, uh, guard shenanigans against him. And uh, Allen is a better striker too. So unless the, the, the length of uh, Paul Craig very bother, um, bothers uh, Allen too much, I don't, I, don't see, I don't see Brendan Allen having much trouble with Paul Craig, to be honest. He's just a better fighter. Jacob Bakun will fight Robert Brishek. I'm not sure I remember who this guy is, but Makun is solid. Uh, he's a, a wrestler. He trains with Robert Whitaker and he's solid. So good for Makun to get a fight. Uh, talking about middleweight, Joe Pfeiffer is fighting Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, they are trying to, to build up Pfeiffer, obviously, here. Uh, maybe he goes for takedowns on this one. I don't know. He probably can outstrike Al-Hassan. Should be a solid test anyway. Uh, I'm okay with this matchmaking. At lightweight, Nicolas Mora fights Trey Ogden in a very like low level. Uh, light Lightweight fight. Uh, rooting for Mota here. He at least tries to be... At least tries to be exciting. Ogden, uh, it's rough. Amanda Hivas is fighting Luana Pinheiro, and this one is a very good fight at the women's flyweight. Uh, looking forward to this one, uh, especially if they grapple, because both girls are, are very good grapplers. Uh, Darren Elkins is coming back. He's fighting TJ Brown. This one should be a banger. Uh, TJ Brown probably wins this one at this stage. But I don't know, man. I, I think we all have uh, counted Darren Elkins out of a fight before. He could surprise, and T.A. Brown is solid everywhere. Um, but I, the gas tank, you need the gas tank to fight Darren Elkins. and So it sh should be interesting. 
Nasrat Hakparas is fighting some guy called Landon Quinones. I don't know who that is, but good to see Hakparas back in action. Anthony Hernandez was supposed to fight uh, Chris Curtis. Uh, Curtis um, fell out of the fight. It was Kopilov versus Hernandez. Hernandez fell out. And now it's Roman Kopilov versus Josh Friend. Shout out to Balduar because he called out this, exactly this. It's He's uh, like so funny when fight, uh, fight A versus B turns into C versus D. And, but he did it with the names. Like, he's, so... Yeah, that that was good. That was good. Uh, Gabriel Bonfim, the the welterweight and younger one, is back in action after his uh, his win in the last pay per view. He's fighting Nicolas Dalby, and this one should be an actual good test for Bonfim. I'm expecting him to win, though. Uh, too powerful, too dangerous for for Dalby. But if he goes, if this goes late, Dalby is a fucking dog. So watch out for that. Kaikara France was uh, Kaikara France was supposed to fight Manel Cap. Uh, he's out of that fight, so now Cap is fighting in Australia against a Brazilian. Uh, Felipe dos Santos is filling in. This one should be a good one. Jessica Andrade is fighting Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Dern probably going to win this. Like I feel like Andrade is losing big time. Uh, I mean, she, she she's just falling apart as a fighter. I don't know. Probably passed it. Um, more winnable than the Tatiana Suarez fight, I think. But maybe not because Darren can crack. But I don't know. I think this is winnable for Andrade, but I'm not trusting her to win. Uh, two years ago, I would say Andrade um, kills her, but I'm not sure right now. Michelle Pereira moving up to to 185. Uh, he's fighting Marc Barrio. And... Uh, Good introductory fight. Like Barrio is like decently big but not huge, and he fights. He puts on a pace, so that's interesting to see if Pereira can match the the pace. Uh, we've seen him get very tired at welterweight before. Maybe fighting at one eighty five allows him to have better cardio. Who knows? But should be a, an exciting fight at least. Uh, I don't think Barrio will have that awkward, slow, ugly fight with Pereira that a lot of fighters have. Barrel is going to go to war with him. So, yeah. Eliseo Saleski dos Santos is fighting Renat Fagredinov. And interesting because uh, Capoeira is coming from beating on the welterweight Nurmagomedov. And he looks solid there. And this is like the, the same fight but harder for him. But it's still a, a good test if they're trying to build up Renat. But I'm pulling for Capoeira here. I like Eliseo Saleski dos Santos. Angela Hill with fight, Denise Gomes. Uh, Hill taking a, a bit of a step down in competition here. Uh, hopefully she wins, but Gomes is not not easy, not a free fight at all. But expecting Hill to win here. Rodolfo Vieira with fight, Armin Petrosian. In a, and I think I, I talked about this one last week. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's the, yeah I talked about this one last week. Um, and maybe I also talk about Kelly, Kevin Holland versus Jack Della. I'm not sure. Let me know. If if not, you know I'll, I'll be talking about this one on the full preview. Uh, it's not. It's like a few weeks from now. So, <laughs> so yeah, cool. Oh, that's not a pay per view. The Noche UFC one, the the Valentina versus Grasso. I don't know. It seems like it's just a fight night. Uh, 
don't know, I'm just rambling now. And now we go to France this Saturday. Uh, the main event is Cyril Gunn versus Sergei Spivak. I think this is very good matchmaking. You want Gunn to show that he can actually defend against a wrestler after the blunder that he put against John Jones. And also uh, Ngannou, to be honest. Uh, if Gunn loses here, I hope this is that's the sign for him to move out from uh, MMA Factory uh, with Fernand because it's seems to be a bad camp and I know for for like very close sources that it it is not a good camp uh, some friends from France have told me so uh, Sergei Spivak on the rise looking very solid uh, turning into a bit of a janky like wrestle boxer and it's working out great for him he had a rough start to his UFC career he put on some size uh, he's developing a jab more aggressive with the wrestling and he's looking solid man so Anyone who wins here should be very well positioned to challenge for the title next. Uh, so interesting. Uh, the co-main has Manon Fioro against uh, Rose Namajunas. Namajunas moving up from from strawweight. Uh, interesting because Fioro is huge. Uh, she could easily be uh, a 135er. And Rose, um, I don't know, she, she better be putting on some size to fight at 125. Though, though this these um, 10 pound uh, jumps, the, the smaller weight class you go, the, the bigger they are. So expecting Fiora to be a lot bigger than Namajunas. But other than that should be a good fight because Namajunas is a competent uh, kickboxer that can punish some of like the, like the karate styling of Fiora and also a solid wrestler and grappler. So maybe she can test the worst there. Uh, expect uh, Namajunas to be quicker for once. Fioro very athletic. Uh, usually has a, like a speed and strength advantage. So I'm I, I'm intrigued about this fight. I'm intrigued. Uh, we have Benoit Saint Denis against Thiago Moises. I'll talk about this one when it was announced. Uh, interesting fight because both guys like kickers and grapplers. Uh, but Benoit Saint Denis is a lot bigger than Thiago Moises. Thiago Moises I, I would say is the more nuanced fighter. Both as a grappler and as a striker, but but the knee has the size, the power, and he's very tough. So this is interesting. Um, leaning a bit to the Saint Denis uh, side on here, but wishing Thiago Moises wins. I like him more. Volkan Uzdemir is fighting some Bogdan Guskov guy. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know if he comes with high with hype or anything. But yeah, um, Uzdemir. Not looking great lately. William Gomez is fighting... Oh, I don't know if they say Gomes or Gomez. I don't know. He's fighting a fellow Frenchman in Janis Kemui. And... Oh no, man. Gomez annoys me. So I hope this other guy is better and he wins. That's all I, I will say here. Um, another French guy, Morgan... Morgan Chagier. is fighting Malo, Manolo Secchini, an Italian... Uh, I'm guessing both these guys are newcomers. I'm not sure. Taylor Lapilus coming back to the UFC after like, it's been like five, six, maybe more years. And, and he's fighting this uh, Caroline Logran guy, um, the yeah, Irish. I was I was about to, fire, to watch tape on this guy and I did not. So if anyone wants to tell me if this guy is good or not, uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. 
especially because I think he's uh, he's coming as Cage Warriors champion. Those guys are usually good. And Lapilus is solid too, so this one should be a good one. Ange Lusa is fighting Riz McKee, and that one should be fun. Uh, that one should be a, uh, an exciting bout at one, on 170. So I appreciate that. Uh, French girl Nora Cornell, Cornell is making her debut against Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, this one is probably going to suck. Uh, don't know anything about Nora. Hopefully she's like a, uh, like a, a cool French kickboxer. <laughs> because Edwards is not fun to watch, man. Uh, then we have like maybe the best fight. Yeah, probably the best fight here. Uh, Farid Basharat, the, the younger Basharat, is fighting Clayton Rodriguez, who's moving up from flyweight. And this one should be a banger, a banger. Uh, Basharat, I expect to be a lot bigger and longer than Clayton. But maybe Clayton will have a good gas tank and he's dangerous at 125, so... I don't know, could be a good one. Or maybe Basharat just beat, beats him, but should be impressive either way. And the opening bout is uh, Sarah Fern against Jacqueline Cavacanti, and I will not be talking about that one. And I guess that's the podcast. Just wanted to give you guys one. Uh, I've been in a very long streak, not missing a week ever. And didn't want to miss this week. So uh, I'm not expecting this one to get as much, as much downloads as the other episodes. But for you guys that follow me, here's the episode. Uh, greatly appreciate the support. Remember to support us on Patreon if you can throw a dollar my way. It's highly appreciated to, to be able to keep coming with content for you guys. Uh, I'm working on some videos and articles for you and I'll probably be uploading some alternate commentary on some fights uh, for the Saturday fights in preview to that. Uh, mostly that, so let's get to the to the ad read, I think. Uh, yeah. Because you guys need to remember that this podcast is brought to you by X Marshall. X Marshall is a combo sport brand dedicated to supporting the jiu-jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. X Marshall offers a range of products including rash guards, shorts, spats, keys, streetwear, and training equipment. Use code the fight site to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight site, all caps. No spaces as all codes. You already know this. Ah, for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow their socials at xmarshallofficial. Thank you, xmarshall. Thank you for everyone that supports us on Patreon. If you cannot support us because your, your financial situation doesn't allow it, I still appreciate you just listening to the podcast, just liking our stuff, sharing with your friends. Everything is deeply appreciated. Thank you, guys. I'll catch you next time. And I'll see you on the next one.